Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Hey, Vet Church, how y'all doing? So, uh, here we are live. Me, Justin, hello, Touche, Kate, <laughs> what up? little Doc here joining us today for the interview. And um, before we get started, we we're going to talk a little bit about all our fancy heads, the fancy heads, what we're doing. And we're doing it for two reasons. One is because when we first started doing the interviews, we started with, it was really Scott Carpenter saying, Mm-hmm. Come out here and let me, let's talk about this live because I've got leuke- leukemia mm-hmm. from the burn pits, yep. and you had been one of his soldiers, yep. and I'd been his chaplain, and um, so we drove to Salem, Oregon. Now last week, Scott was back in the hospital, and many of y'all prayed for him, and he's back home right now. That and, they, and they've said it's straight from the <laughs> burn pits, you know, and um. And, you know, and it's hard to talk about something over and over and over. So one of the deals was we'd throw it up live and people could talk. Yep. And uh, and so that was the beginning of that piece mm-hmm. where we started doing interviews because we started realizing people have stories to tell. Yeah. And so today we're sitting here with, got a bunch of little, we got these heads. Um, they've got things painted on them, help. The uh, colon, semicolon. Not finished. Uh, they're all different. If you can see some of them, hope. There's, they all look different because. So I'm starting. You know, I, I do a lot of music. Justin, you you toured with me. At, yep. How, many, how long did we go? Three, two months. Uh, two and, and, a, half. and a half. It was about two and a half. We from we, May until August. Yeah, we did a lot of. We did mm-hmm. different places. We played from Cleveland yep. all the way to <laughs> yeah. Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Or, well, we Seattle. went south. Yep. Well, well, we went up to Oregon. You we, did Seattle. Okay. So, but we did, I mean, we went to California, yep. Arizona, California. Texas, Florida. We've done a lot of stuff together. Yep. And, um, and these represent, so the next phase of the music, and we've played in the National Cathedral together. Yes, we have. And uh, just came off a big time, that was a great concert. That was, uh, July 4th. July 4th. Pilgrimage uh, through the National Cathedral. There was several people there with us. A lot of uh, people. Robbie Holder. Yeah. Uh, Lance Dubrock, Emily Grace Clark. Uh, Colonel White was Colonel there. Colonel White. <laughs> that was good. And and we, so, I, so I wrote, I had written, since then I've written a song called 22 Shadows. And these represent, they don't represent humans, but they were, there's 22 of these things going with me on this next tour. And they're going to be around the place we play. And they've got a little thing holding the bottom for like a mannequin. And the idea is that you could, when you lose 22 people every single day, and this has been going on since, we've lost 22 people every single day since 2014. And when that's going on, think about the creativity we lose. Think about the creativity our society loses. Think about the creativity. If God has created us to be creative, and God is creative, and we're made in the image mm-hmm. of God, which we know is to be creative and have a relationship. Um, we're losing people, and so these the different colors uh, represent 
And the, you know, you see here, whoa, I'm knocking stuff over. The 22 <laughs> a day. Um, let me help me paint some of these. Some of them I've painted by myself. Uh, as we travel around the country, at some point, we're going to let people paint some if they'd like to. It's different. We're, the idea is Vet Church is going to change a little bit. The next year and a half, we've now incorporated Vet Church. I think this is the first time we've publicly talked about it. Yep. And uh, our first time. Yeah. Well, I think this is the first time live, too. Yep, live. I yeah. don't think it's been gone before this. And I think that the idea is we want to do a moral injury conference in every state in the United States. Yep. And so for the next year, I'm going to be touring around. I'm going to be playing. I'm taking the little heads with us to talk about the pain that people are going through and the creativity that our country and our nation and humanity is missing because people are taking their own lives because of hopelessness. And, um, yep, yep. Can't have it. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to, i like to think that we we're doing something that's going to stop that. Well, uh, that was our initial thing. Yeah. Um, when you came and visited me when I got my leg cut off and stuff, and you were just starting then and showed up with a buddy of ours, Jose, and, uh, it helped Jose me out Ponte. a lot. Yep. yep. And it helped me out a lot. And, uh, the funny story was we had Jason, who uh, we were in Afghanistan together with, um, and he was me and you got an argument over it. Where, where Jason lived? Yeah, we were uh, about he was where like, Jason lived. so I'm living in Missouri at the time, and we're trying to find another buddy of ours. And Matt and I get an argument about where he's at, and he was living in the same town I was, but Matt swore he was in California. And we'll come to find out, you know, Matt will tell the story that he went over to Jason, found him, and Jason later tells that if it wouldn't have been for him showing up. He would have. He was going to commit suicide that night. So, you know, the fact that Matt and Jose came to see me and was that we were able to help another soldier, and then you know, that's what it's about. Because even when it's hopelessness, you know, still want to do it. I even tried after that. So, trying to save each other, and that's what we do. Because, uh, yeah. Well, it's it, hopelessness comes and goes. It does, but but we are trying to get this network to where you know we all can just reach out to each other whether or not we serve together whether or not doesn't matter it's a network for those that are fed up and fucked up uh <laughs> and that's the whole part of that for us well in in civet church it's an actual church yes this is like we're just we not have, a brick and mortar and and we don't <laughs> the other thing we don't do is we don't have like there's no rules none in in, in the, like if if we really believe in a god that's real the idea is that hey if you want to say fuck every six words that's between you and God and in the people that you have to interact with I mean society kind of frowns upon that our tribe is coming back <coughs> in as veterans it's hard and and it's and if you want to go do a line of coke if you want to do this mm -hmm. if you want to do that it's between you and God but we want you to we, I mean our goal is to be see the worth in people to see mm -hmm. the value in people to we're not just law-abiding citizens. Yeah, but We're the people that have stood for the law. Correct. We've stood in the gap. And then, but then, you know, we take it hard on ourselves, you know, about those things. And we just got to realize, as of Cole, that we all make mistakes and it's okay. Uh, again, it's, it's, when we talked about the idea of vet church back in the beginning, I wasn't keen on the whole church part. I didn't want to be labeled like that, even though Matt was my my chaplain and everything, but, uh, you know, it helped because Matt accepted me for who I was 
through all the bad. And uh, I didn't so much believe in God. I wanted to believe in something. But so they, they kept me even though I wasn't on that whole religious path. But in the last year, you know, uh, I found God myself. And, and so that's been great, too. So it, it really kind of shined on me, the whole vet church thing. Because in the beginning, you could ask Matt. I was like, I'm not so keen on it. I want to believe something. And Matt's like, that's perfectly fine. And I walked into a church when we came back. And they looked at me and said, we don't think you fit in here. And that was I was, that was my turning point. But Matt was like, well, that's, that's bullshit. And since I ever met Matt when he was way back in 07, he was a cussing chaplain, and that's what, that's, he was, he was a real person. Oh, boy. <laughs> he, yeah, he was a real person. So, I mean, when we started all this, it was to help people um, in any way, shape, or form, through creativity, through whatever. Uh, I was in rough times and used music. You know, Matt, I was a drummer for Matt in Afghanistan when we played in a church band. We had some rocking out times. <laughs> uh, and then an incredible drummer, too. Well, thank you. Um, I never thought I'd play music again, and Matt goes, pick up a guitar. And so, you know, I use that every day in music therapy, and we try and share that in any shape, way, or form, whether one person likes it or not or anything. So it's our stories that are helping people to let them know they're not alone. Hey, so let's go back for a second. <laughs> you said Matt loved me through all the bad. <laughs> I want to say I loved you through all the good, too. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I, is there a lot of good in you, Justin? Yeah. And, and, and I was just letting people know that it's there's mistakes and it's okay. And whether you think or not that somebody loves you or don't, you know, it, first you got to learn. There's, Lance DeBrock wrote a great song called I've Got to Love Myself First. And and so that's what we're trying to show people is that it's rough, but there's people out there. And through the good and the bad, there's always someone there, whether you believe it or not. Um, and at the end of the day, we want to vet church to be non-judgmental in that way no matter what you've done you know we're still going to love you and we have a tribe for you uh for those that feel lost and broken well and i think that it would be inappropriate i, I mean it, you talk about screwed up <laughs> it would be wrong to say hey, we're all we've got it we've made it we've still got problems every day i mean one of the reasons this little guy right here is sitting on my lap it's because of my anxiety levels. Mm -hmm. You know that. I mean, it's like it hasn't gone away. I mean, no, it doesn't. I mean, that's the thing. We, we Sometimes that's the bad part of drugs and everything else. We use what we can to cope at the time. Yep. But, you know, we each find our own ways of coping. You've got a dog. Some people got this, this, that. Well, and, and, and it's we found that the, there's a lot of articles out there about at one point, even the medical industry mm -hmm. was pushing pills on yep. us. And so many of us got into drugs. Many of us well, when got Matt, into drugs. When he came and visited me, I was, I went through 10 surgeries before this lady got taken. And I had, they were giving me Oxycontin like it was candy through the VA. And uh, I had a serious addiction of it. And they didn't care. And not calling them out or anything like that. But the prescription pills, I just, ever since 2013, I mean, I lost a lot to that marriage and an addiction that I didn't know about. And it's hard, and that's what they kept wanting to push. So, and it's frustrating. I mean, now I go straight down the cannabis path <laughs> and I, of I, life. And thank God for cannabis. I yeah. mean, Genesis, I think it's two. In Genesis two, talk, God talks about every herb bearing seed. Yeah. And, I mean, and there's some great science there. Yeah, and it's that's helped me better than any pill or drug or you know people that may want to call that a drug. I don't believe that. So. You know, it, it's the best thing out there, and it's, for me, done a lot more than a lot of the other dumb things I've done. So, 
and, and then there's love. And then there's love. I mean, because you, know? uh, you love yourself now. I do. Uh, it took 37 years. <laughs> you know, uh, I turned 38 in a couple of days. So uh, I'm still working on it every day uh, because it's hard. You know, uh, you try and do it yourself and sometimes you can't do it all yourself. And then, you know, it's just trying to find it all out and, and what you can equalize on. I, I think that's the, I, I think that's what all of us do. Uh, and I agree. And that's so, you know, when we started all this, we wanted people to know it's kind of like I'm sitting here putting it out there is that all of us have something. Don't ever think you're alone, you know. That And that's the number you know, they talk about post-traumatic stress and yep. people starting to withdraw and withdraw and withdraw. And the more you withdraw and the more you think that you're alone, the, it's, the, the it, more you feel alone. Well, and it's easier to feel disgusted in yourself. Correct. I'm ashamed. Of, and that's the thing. Uh, and, and, and people will say this, and, and I, I retort this with people are always like, well, there's, you know, don't ever do that. There's someone there. Well, when you're in that spot in life, you know, there's, I knew there was people there. I didn't want nobody there, you know. Um, <laughs> By luck, uh, it's funny how music's been such a big part of life for me, but I was going to take my life and uh, sitting there thinking about it all. And this song comes on the radio by a local band in St. Louis. And the first words in it were, crawl out of the hole you've been living in, who you are is not who you've been. Say that again? Crawl out of the hole you've been living in, who you are is not who you've been. Do you know the name of the band? I do. Uh, they're a local band called Fivefold in St. Louis. The name of the song is Lost Within. Uh, great guys. Uh just seen them a couple days ago. Uh, anyway, but I tell them that song saved my life. I sat there and listened to the whole thing, and then I called somebody to come get me. And I went to the VA, for, and it's self-admitted myself, uh, because I was just in that bad spot. But, you know, music is what I, what saved me. And it just it didn't matter whose or was it was. It was kind of a language that everybody could understand. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you and I came up with the music aspect of healing of everything. So... Well, and can, can we talk a little bit about you saved yourself, too? Uh, yeah. You did the work. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because you've talked with me about it. It's yeah. not just, well, I, mean, like, I, can tell I didn't you. drag you to the VA. No, I, I remember. I've, I have tried to drag people. It doesn't work. Yeah, and that's that's the big, kind of a big thing. Everybody could have told me, hey, man, you're doing all right with this? I, until I was ready. Um, and I was just sitting. I remember I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and uh just kind of down and out, man. Life had me down bad. And uh, looking back on everything, and there was a 45 sitting on the table. And uh, I looked down at it, grabbed it, uh, went to pull the trigger, and that's when that song came on and made me just sit there and listen right before. And, I mean, at that time, I thought about my kids, thought about all the things that could have saved me, but just that time I was that low. So... I listened to that song and just the lyrics again, you know, got to remember, be positive about, and I can remember sitting, going through my head at that time, like, I've, there's an issue, I, I need some help now. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I just picked up the phone and called the first person I could think of and just told him, hey, I need you to come get me now. And at that point, I had already made that decision, you know, I had some buddies come pick me up and. They took me to get something to eat to make sure before I went in there because I told them exactly what I was doing. And they were they were veterans too, uh, a Navy vet of mine named Paul Schreiber. Uh, he took me in and, and we went to the VA and to the emergency room. And I can I remember feeling 
almost ashamed even then just that I was that low. But at the same time, looking back at it now, it was okay to feel that way. Um, but I went in the emergency room and told them straight up, was just honest with them. You know, I didn't want to sugarcoat it no more about, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, because that's what I was always good at doing. <laughs> um, so anyway, they admitted me and uh, I, I kind of joke about it now because it, it's just easier for me to get through with it. But I sat in there for 72 hours and talked with a few docs and told them exactly what I wanted and what I didn't want. And then, uh, you know, other people had some issues in there and I thought to myself, well, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that, but I sat around there and I was like, I, 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 I can't, I haven't, lo I haven't lost my mind that much yet. Give me perspective. Yeah, and that's that's a good word for give me perspective. Thanks, Kate. She see, we go to Kate for all the good yeah. good words. <laughs> Kate pulls us back <laughs> off there. So uh, after that, I set up appointments to keep going to counseling and, and talking with the doc, but sticking firm to the thing because they want, of course, want to throw pills down my throat, and I told them I'm not doing it. So uh, I finally got it hooked up to where I could talk to a counselor without having to take the medicine. And, and that, that helped out a lot, you know, and there's times I still slack. Like I don't go all the time. I don't, it, life kind of, life happens. Well, and, <laughs> and there are people that need the pills. Yes. Like and, you and again, I if that's people, your choice. They can't do it without them. And I don't, I, I wish I, they weren't. I really yeah. Can. I just, uh, I'm, I'm on that whole different kind when it comes to pill companies and actually matt whenever he first came to see me he was all about this place to to heal to what was that to heal yeah i was telling me about all this prescription pill and it really got me thinking and looking into it they make a lot of money <laughs> they do. off of us and uh i remember going just my experience i'd go into the doctor and say well i'm in zero pain and he said well you're gonna need these pills the rest of your life well all right then and he'd write me a script every month even though i'd come in saying i have no pain well and i'm and then so, you know, yeah. I went and done dumb things. You're going to make your money, I'm going to make mine. Uh, <laughs> and that's how that loop goes. Uh, but that's the whole thing for me. That's why I'm against it. But, you know, some people need them and more power. But Well, and, and prayers for them. Prayer, yeah. Yeah, because that well, stuff. That depend on, on anything sucks. It's not, um, <laughs> it's not friendly. No. Those drugs are not friendly. Uh, like I said, it caught. And that's part of hey, it. That, 22 a day? Yep. That's Almost everybody that's doing that yeah. is on something. Is on something. Uh, I just had a buddy. Yeah, that's just an average. It's yeah. Just, and, and hopefully the average drops. You know, like, hopefully the more we talk about this, the more we... And that's the thing. More people coming out about it to show that, again, we're not alone. Because even though you may feel that way, the stories are coming out and... Yeah. Um, speaking of stories, Mr. T. Bone Montgomery called me today. Yeah. Weird, and he's because he saw on the radio that he was driving into work or whatever, going to play, and uh, he goes, "Man, Peg, I didn't know it was 22 a day." He goes, "I thought it was 22 a month," and I said, "No, brother, that's a day." And he's like, "This is that's sad." We and I we talked about it, and it was just ironic that T. Bone Montgomery called me this morning when I was getting ready to come up here to see you. And I was like, I'm going to see Matt. So he told me to tell you hello. Say, tell the old man he says hello. <laughs> so and let's, let's, let's do a plug right now. Okay. The Beach Billies have let both of us stand up there and play with them. Yep, the Beach Billies and T-Bone. Well, my first fully song ever written was written by T-Bone Montgomery. With? With T-Bone Montgomery. I was there. Yeah. You guys were like right with us. And I was like, nope, I'm not messing with that. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Something. Well, because T-Bone is... Um, he is the nephew of a guy named Peanut Montgomery. That just made it into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Songwriter Hall of Fame, Peanut Montgomery. Yep. He was past the client's guitar player, all kinds yeah, of He cool was a part stuff. of the Muscle Shoals. Uh, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. 
And T-Bone grew up with T-Bone grew up down there. And, and, but yeah, the Beach Billies, Mark Sherrill and them, and Augie Savage. I mean, Augie Savage let me live with her down there when I moved, came down really? to Florida. Yep, let me stay with her. Uh, great, just a great group of people. Hey, if you get a chance to go to Northwest Florida. Yep. You should go yep. see the Beach Billies. They play at the Point every Wednesday, Wednesday night. And then T-Bone plays uh, every Tuesday, 2 to 6, at the Florida Bama. And we've both played that show. We've both you? played that show many, many times. Um, um, you know, they're, they're playing all week down there. But, uh, yeah, definitely ever get the chance to go watch the Beach Billies or any of them guys. Please, well, please do. Or anybody. Even, even. It's weird because, like, he wrote, like, Mark Sherrill wrote yep, Old yep. Red. Augie was Merle Haggard's. Mark, Piano player. Piano player. Yeah. Um, Dave is this one of the most incredible stand-up bass, bass player. Stand-up bass player in the world. Um, James, <laughs> guitar player, phenomenal. Uh, he could play with Pink Floyd or anybody. You, yep. you think, you think this country guy playing this Beach Billy music that has changed. It's it's like, how did the five guys? How those five people? Because yeah. he's no guy. But <laughs> like, how did they get together and? And, and you can just walk up to them and talk to them. And that's, well, that's what I loved about down there so much. I mean, they ain't the only songwriters down there. I mean, no. you got the Troy Martin. I mean, all of them down there are just well, huge. And, and Mark Sherrill and T-Bone. Helped write Vet Church they theme song. They Vet Church theme song. They have Mark, Mark Sherrill has prayed for me. <laughs> um, T-Bone has prayed for me. Yep. They prayed for you. Yep. They've supported us. They've supported Vet Church in numerous ways behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's like you, you meet these people and you think, well, they're super famous. But no, they're they're they might be famous, but they're regular people. Yeah, and that's exa- and that's the cool thing about it. Uh, I mean, for me, I'd only been playing guitar for four months when T Bone sat up and said, "We're writing a song." And I'm, what? <laughs> we are at the, at, the, at the National Cathedral. Yep. The, uh, we were actually, the first time we did it actually. Yep. Uh, we were. And uh, we played that. Yeah, and it turned out to be <laughs> really good, and people loved it, and that's how my music career kind of really got started. And I think Kate and I were the first people to dance to you guys. Yep, it was, yeah. In the Floribama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, so, again, great many thanks to them, and like I said, you guys, they're great supporters, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people attached to Vet Church, like, you know, you playing music with the last Honky Tonk Music Series, Bridget London, them amazing people. Oh yeah, um, and, and that's us and all you know, that I stuff. I want to say something about Bridget London. We're talking about her. One time, she she looked at me. and She said, "Do you ever think about who prays for the devil?" <laughs> like, and it was weird because as a chaplain, I've I prayed for everybody, like the people that did the crime, mm-hmm. the people that were the victims of the crime. Yep. And what Bridget was doing was she was calling me back to my calling as a pastor. Mm-hmm. It's and it's and it really goes back to the what we were starting to talk about with like the the as far as why vet church doesn't have a bunch of rules and regulations yeah. it's because it's between the individuals and God yeah and we are going to pray for everybody wherever they're at we're going to try to care for them and um and I, you know I like Bridget has brought together like the last song if you find somebody that's in the last honky tonk music series and um and so, and there's a, there's more than just that series. There's a bunch of people yeah. that just pick up their guitars and go play. And the thing is, they're all real people. They've got problems. They're not, you know, we're not talking about like these are the saints and these are the sinners. <laughs> we're just talking about real people. Yep. That have gone and played music, and 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 you know, some of them struggle. Yeah. And some of them don't. And it's like, and I just I think it's important to do everything you can 
you know, one of the reasons we do things like this, the creativity of this, is because we're saying to you, whoever you are out there, you can do something too. And for those of you who can't see, that'll, that'll listen to this thing on a podcast, if you went to the uh, Hobby Lobby or, is it Michael's? Yeah. And you find these little styrofoam... Mannequin heads. Mannequin heads. And these are not, these are not non-gender ones. I, I'm not a big genderific guy. They've got ones that look like males or females. And, and because I don't think, you know, God is not a gender. There's no genitalia involved. We decided to uh, paint ones that are neither male nor female. And so we just painted them. We painted words on them. And there are dozens, hundreds of different colors here. But that's what we're talking about if you're listening to this thing on a podcast and you're not watching it on the Facebook Live Fet Church group. But, uh, so what else were we talking about? Where Vet Church is headed? Oh, we, we did we talk about the moral injury conferences? Nope, not yet. You got an incoming. Nope, go ahead. So, uh, so moral injury, um, like one of the things that happened in moral injury, uh, somebody said, What does moral injury mean? I think it's anytime you trust and then your trust is yanked out from under you, and the people that were you had the opportunity to do right didn't do right it creates a little bit of moral injury and sometimes it gets real bad like mm-hmm. in the cases of uh sexual trauma or yep. or murder yeah um and then like the pills that we were talking about like yeah. i trusted the doctors and and thankfully i had a doctor call me in and say hey listen uh you've bought 80 milligrams of paxil for over a year thank god for that doctor yeah and and then to get off, I had to, um, I, I, you know, marijuana was not legal in the state of Florida at the time that I got no. off. And so what does that make me? Yeah. And, um, and I've already served the nation. I've got some accolades and some awards. And I've done my I do like due it. diligence. <laughs> well, and, and the thing yeah. is, like, I become a criminal. At wow. that point, I'm a criminal, and, and it's wrong. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about it. And that's one of the reasons I want to do a moral injury conference in every state in the United States because this idea of forgiveness and restoration, I do believe that God has, we, I would say all of us Mm -hmm. in the the vet church thing, believe that God somehow has something to say, not just say, not just about forgiveness, but about restoration too. Mm -hmm. Like like when when you say, I'm sorry, or you, you realize that you've done something wrong, and um, what happens? You, you, can you go to rehab for, you know, flicking somebody off? No, I mean like, but it, but sometimes you need to go to rehab for something, but maybe not for yeah. saying hey f you. Um, and so and so if the if God is real, and we didn't make this stuff up, yeah. If this God is real. Then don't you think God's going to work with people where they're at? That's what our hope is, and that's what the biggest word in all of this is hope. So it is. Know. We say it over and over. It's on the stickers. Hey, Kate, do we have any stickers? Show the folks. I. You have uh, one of those stickers. On it's the on my leg. One of my legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. I do have that one. <laughs> Did you have it on that leg? No, this that's one's your this, cool leg. Yeah, no. this is. I had this done last year for when we went to the National Cathedral. Hey, you want to, like an interesting fact about you? <laughs> it's not really about you. It's about an implement that you use to maintain. Like, so Justin is one of the best dancers <laughs> I've ever met. Okay, so 
Kate and I went and we did what was it, ballroom dancing? Yeah. We attempted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it does, and and I and, and my coordination skills are beyond repairable. So um, yeah, I've been told I could dance for a while, guy. But Justin can really <laughs> dance, and even with the leg, you can dance. Yeah, you, you have. And so, what is this thing here? Because okay, you want to explain this? This is really cool. I mean, you got it with this company. And yeah, well, it was through uh, VA, of course, approves all the legs. But anyway, this is a biotech uh, electronic ankle leg. Uh, well, I might have been saying that wrong, but it's from Empower. But anyway, it's got this battery here. Uh, you plug it in, and you turn it on, and then it. it so what it does, it's got a, a piston on the bottom of it that when you come up, it shoots it up like it gives, <laughs> like super kick. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it helps me walk really well. Uh, it's about the only leg out of ten that I've had that. For ankle movement, yeah. Okay. Uh, most of them got some hydraulics, but this one's battery powered, and that's what helps it out a lot. And they, it's so there's categories for amputees K1 through 4, and it's by your activity level. So K1 is the lowest, 2, 3, 4. So you're K5. <laughs> I've been K4 plus <laughs> plus. Uh, but this actual leg is made for K3s to get them to that K4, but I kind of put my one foot down. Eh, the ding dings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to get this leg. That was beautiful. <laughs> I know. Uh, to get this leg because it, it just, out of any of them, and the poor lady, when I tested it, was like, you're going to break that. And yeah, it took about two <laughs> weeks. Because uh, I still ride motorcycles, and it's not water resistant. <laughs> and you get rained on, so. Yeah. Well, and, and wearing pants is a problem. Like, there's well, all these stuff yeah. that you go through every day. Yep, I've had people I do. don't think about it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I When I first... I guess it was about two years ago. I started some Facebook posts about called Peg Legs Leg Craze Day or something like that. And I talk about funny things that happen with the leg or that I do. <laughs> because at the end of the day, uh, I'm missing a leg. So uh, I try not. There's days I'm pissed off. There's days I'm not. Uh, cool. But if I try and stay humorous about it and have fun about it, you know, people, when you first met me after I got it done, I'd made a wooden <laughs> You did I made a wooden leg three weeks after surgery to ride my Harley because they wouldn't make me one fast enough. So I got the name Peg Leg, and it stuck. So, uh, and again, it's for me, it's it's not growing back. <laughs> uh, so I best make the best I can out of it. And it also lets for any other veterans or any other amputees. I've had a lot of people come up to me like, oh, man, you still ride a motorcycle? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, they're like, man, I got a buddy that's that does that quit riding. And he doesn't think he can ride anymore. And he'll take a picture. Or... So it's to help people know that you can still get out and live. Well, let's. Uh, I want to talk. I want to like. Remember we were in. Remember that uh, we stayed at the KOA. We yep. were on tour. Yep. And um, it, it, at first I was sleeping in the van, and you were in the tent, and we got rained out the night <laughs> before, and it was it was disastrous. And so we got to this KOA, and they had cabins, and you went to the cabin. Yeah. And yeah. we decided to go get an actual meal because we hadn't eaten. I don't think we, we've been moving. We've been, yeah. Moving we drove from Arizona and, to Oregon yeah. in a day and a half. So that's not normal. We went to, um, we stopped we at this are. place and uh, we went in and it was une- The floor was jacked up. It was where yeah. those places were because we went in the bottom, we went up, and they didn't have any handicap stuff. <laughs> and it was those old places in California and, and you fell. Oh, yeah. And I pulled out my phone because I was getting ready to sue them. And, and like oh, I was, I was like, I thought you were going to take a picture. Yeah, and you were like, 
Well, I was. I was to sue him. And you were like, what? The? And you were, it, it's embarrassing. It does. And, and uh, it was like, <laughs> and then you realized what I was going to do. And you're like, because at first I thought you were going to like hit me in the face. <laughs> and like, you're like, you effer. Um, no. But <laughs> it wasn't, but it, 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 it was shocking and it hurt. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I've done it more than then, uh, oh, more than that time. Uh, but it is, it, it can be embarrassing, but, uh, well, the hardest it, thing too, though, is a lot of people feel sympathy for it. Now nah, I can't deal with that very well, but they do. They're like, Oh my God, are you okay? They don't know what else. Well, yeah. You told and me they one don't. Time, didn't you say, I, I know I'm cutting in. I'm <laughs> sorry. You said, I don't wear jeans all the time. Because of the way it's, it's hard to keep it on and everything. Yeah, so like I have to, <laughs> to wear jeans. You have to put the jeans on before you put the leg on, and, and it just. So what I started doing was I just wear one pant leg up until somebody got mouthy one time, and that didn't work out so well. You know, they thought I was trying to do it for sympathy, but they don't understand, and that's it's aggravating in some of that. I'm still a young guy. I mean, I'm 37. I'll be 38, but uh, I don't look handicapped, even if I'm wearing jeans. And you, I, no, if you're wearing jeans, I can't tell. Yeah, no, lots of people why can't tell, up. and so it gets hard sometimes. Uh, it does get embarrassing at times because certain malfunctions happen or something happens because I'm trying. <laughs> I haven't accepted that I, I, I'm not normal, <laughs> and it, I am handicapped. I guess that's is, okay. and that's okay. But it, it it does cause a lot of issues, <laughs> <laughs> like swimming in circles. Man, it doesn't work out so good. <laughs> That's funny. We need to make you a swimming. Club. That's funny. I, I have one. Yeah, a little flipper. Anyways, <laughs> but, give me a half. Mercury. But I mean, like I, you know, it's it's um, it's life though. I and, mean, and it is, and it's like when you're when you're a six foot whatever tattooed up dude <laughs> who can dance like the wind. Like one time I saw you dancing with jeans on, and uh, and you were dancing with this girl, and I said something to her. I was hoping I was dancing with a girl, and um, and she was like, "No, he he's got both legs." Oh yeah, that's always fun too. It was um, yeah, he does. But it was it was at the it was out. Remember outside, Lieutenant Dan. When we were at the uh, we played we uh, it was at the uh, festival in Louisiana, Morgan City. The first play, thing we went to. Yeah, well, that night that dance thing that night. Yeah, the outside on the street. Yeah, on the street. And you danced with that lady, and she was like, she was. It's, I don't know how we all got separated, but I, her and I wind up over on the side. And she said, where was that guy? And I was like, you mean the dude with no legs? She said, uh, she said, he's got both legs. I was like, no, he doesn't. You, you were dancing with a one-legged dude. And she's like, no, heck no. Because Justin is probably one of the best dancers I've ever met in my life. Period. Thank you, Grandma. <laughs> she did. I was eight years old, my grandma. Tell the story. This is good. This is a great story. Uh, so... Matt goes, man, where did you learn how to dance when you first seen it a long time ago? And I said, well, I was eight years old sitting in my grandma's kitchen. Well, in the living room, and her kitchen was right there. And she used to always listen to the Elvis and the Bee Gees. And she'd be in the kitchen just dancing away. And I'd sit there and watch her. And one day she said, come here, son. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, you want to learn the way to a girl's heart? You learn to shake your hips, son. And she taught me how to dance. <laughs> and I tell everybody, well, I guess I took that to heart. But she taught me how to swing dance, waltz, country dance, two-step. Text step and then also the shaking the hips part. So, uh, and you can do it. I mean, it's, it's I, yeah. no joke. You were a good yeah. dancer, and that's you know just music again, just another part of music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I love dancing because we uh, we'd always go dancing and stuff. So I, I enjoy dancing very much. Uh, I try to act very timid because it 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 can feel like a lot because people are always watching because I get accused of being a stripper a lot. <laughs> and I, I'm just like I'm dancing 
specialized. Yeah, specialized. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, but fun times. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Matt always asks me, "Which how many girls you talk to now?" And I tell him, "Man, it ain't like that." <laughs> I I love to dance, so you're a great dancer. Thank well, you. Well, and I, we, I'd have highlighted it even if you'd had your leg because no, you are yeah. that good of a dancer. Like you could go dancing with the stars, kind of. <laughs> Well, that may come in the future one day. Who knows? No. <laughs> Pineapples. Safe word. Pineapples. Uh, oh. Anyways, music's music. And it seminary is. school is probably my future. I'm looking into it. Are you? I am. Well, yeah. you, you had this encounter with God last year. <laughs> yeah. that's, putting that, that's putting that mildly, brother. Uh, yeah, we can definitely so, talk about it. Say whatever you'd like to say about this. <laughs> Justin calls me up. Ooh, yeah. Starts telling me about talking with, and I think that's see, that's it. There's people who are like, oh, I don't, I don't have a relationship with God. Like I, I didn't I don't feel like I did, or I don't. But yours became real, very real. Uh, so I was actually baptized and saved when I was 17 uh, at a Baptist church out in Illinois, and uh. So I go straight to the military after I graduate. I went to church a few times, got married. She was a churchgoer. Um, then it all just kind of slacked off during my second marriage. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. I can remember thinking when I went to get saved and everything, well, this is maybe what this is supposed to feel like. And cool. But I was a kid, and there was other kids next to me, and they were doing it. So <laughs> oh, let me not be the awkward one out. Anyway, years go by. Lots of three marriages, you know, injury, tense drugs, everything else you could think of. So about August last year, well, August 2nd to be exact, <laughs> uh, I lost my, the grandma that raised me a lot. Uh, and so I was taking that pretty hard and just, again, pissed off. And uh, I had a buddy call me, asking me if I was going to come to this big, long week camping trip we do. And I was like, well, this, that, the other, and no, I'm not going to make it. And he goes, Justin, I'll pray. And right at that instance, I, <laughs> I was like, there is no God. Uh, I was angry. I was like, there is no God. I felt like everything I'd done, I've done on my own or tried to, you know, I never prayed. I never did any of that. I wanted to believe in something. I mean, even on our, in our trip, we would get in godly discussions and we have since 2007 because I wanted to believe in something, but just God was not on my top of my list at that time. Uh, but anyway, August 2nd last year, I said there is no God and, uh, <laughs> I could tell you within 24 hours, uh, I, well, I'd say 72 hours I met him face-to-face in, in my situation, but uh, I was freaked out so much within the five hours of that, uh, I thought that I was in literal hell, uh, like I, I wanted to get away. <laughs> um, a good buddy of mine stood in front of me, and uh, I, I kind of, <laughs> well, I punched him, Jeff Hand, good, good, good friend of mine, I was just freaked out some things happened and then another person sam she tried to tried to calm me down everybody tried to calm me down they ended up having to call the cops on me because i was i was angry i was wanting to get out of there so i ended up going to jail <laughs> uh and every right to it you know uh, but, but you came you found god though correct so i talk about all this negative stuff and then and so i get out of jail and uh i go and apologize to jeff and and I'm freaking out, so I call you, uh, because at that point I'm finally finding God and like just 
scared at that point. Like, also, what is going on? Uh, and you're the only person I knew to call because you're my pastor, <laughs> my chaplain, you know, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, yeah, that's, that's I, yeah, the role. I, it, it is. It, it, it's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, and so I needed somewhere to go and we had discussed about going to Mr. Dan Kelly's house, uh, Vietnam vet, great guy. And I had only just met him that May and, uh, a man that understands how important every single person is yeah. and that most people never ever look in the mirror yeah. and realize that they have value and worth. Correct. And that's, you know, back in May, Dan Kelly said, one day you're going to realize who you are. And when you do, you know, you're going to, you're meant for great things. And so I kind of took that as the whole God thing. Like you, whoa. <laughs> um, and he wasn't so much speaking spiritual to me. He was just in a person, but he felt safe there. And if you ain't never ever been to Aravaca, Arizona, Good, good, good God. Most beautiful, beautiful place I've ever seen. Uh, and Dan Kelly lived out there. It's the desert, man. <laughs> I don't know about the most beautiful. It, it is beautiful. At night, at night. Oh. And watch a storm rolling in, I'm telling you that. Now, uh, that right there. Yeah, that was majestic. Because you can see the heavens. Uh, agreed. <laughs> you, can, you can see. Agreed. Uh, so anyway, I there's a lot of questions I still have even through all this experience that I've been trying to learn over the years. So I figure seminary school and I've been kind of having that calling uh, everywhere I go that I should talk about the story of me meeting God and what happened. And because well, I wasn't so much a non-believer, but I, it was. And so my story can maybe help somebody else because there's some of it. I still question is, <laughs> did this really happen? You know, I mean, I've talked to angels and then it, I have logically proof and I wasn't, screwed up i wasn't drunk i wasn't high at that time you know it was all normal stuff that it just freaks me out so well, and, and, and so is, seminary schools two things one knowledge yeah. and to help me kind of go through understanding and at the end of the day you said it clearly i found god i believe in god right now you know uh there's things about religion that kind of have me a little skewed but my most main focus is you too <laughs> i believe in god so there we go uh you know, uh, it's been a path for me um, that's every day still evolving. So I'm kind of stuck in this pattern of where to, what my next step in life is uh, because uh, I love music so much and progressing in that. And then, but also this, this call to do seminary or if I could do both, you know. Uh, well, for me, the next big step is figuring, figuring out what to do. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at that crossroads. So, But isn't that but, every day? It is every day, uh, but I don't want it to get to the monotonous where I'm just laying in bed every day either and just doing nothing because that's that can happen. That is, I've been on that road many yeah. times before. Well, that's a form of death. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, our, our tribe is 22 a day. Yeah. They, well, they, and you told me once too, even this. though this was kind of more personal, Matt told me one night, he goes, Justin, there's a battle for your soul. And I really looked into a lot of that, and there was. I mean, you know, any decision I make every day... It, there's no right or wrong in my opinion anymore. It's just you go and then you have to go from there. <laughs> there is wrong in a sense. Don't don't get me there. But uh, Dan Kelly put it to me this white or chocolate. If you ask you that right now, it's pointless because it can't happen until that point happens when you get that. And that really took perspective for me. So, well, it's it's. Um, See, if, I'm using if, case big if, words. If God is real, if God is real then 
all of this makes sense. Yeah. Not 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 me painting. It makes sense <laughs> that people reach hopelessness Correct. In, in their lives. Mm-hmm. It makes cognitive sense because we, you know, God looks over in the story, the Trinity sitting there, and and God looks over the Son and said, and there's no genitalia, which is why we do this without the gender, no genitalia. But somehow the being God the Father looks at God the Son, and I think that's just a limitation of language. I believe that too. And God the Son said, God the Father says to God the Son, "Go become fully man, as in humankind, and um, and then die for mankind, so that we can have this relationship with them again." Because they've got caught up on this thing called sin and unholiness, and they're so concerned about it that that's what they focus on. And what we've noticed is that a lot of churches focus more on sin than this relationship Correct. with God. It's like, and then and then the idea of like, what is sin? Yeah. If if real sin, there and there's evil in this world, <laughs> for sure. But yeah. why should we be focused on it when we're supposed to be focused on God? Yeah. Why should um, we focus on negativity? Negativity when you can focus on the creativity, when the good Correct. stuff, on love, because it's hard and to love. It is hard to love, but it's actually not as hard as I don't believe it's hard. As it's the the. The vibe maybe around you. Negativity breeds negativity. Positivity breeds positivity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more than ever, I see that in this last year. That yeah, there's a ton of negativity in this world. Unfortunately. Well, it kind of goes back to Lance Dubrock's song. Yeah. Where can you can't even really start in the in the. Uh, you can't even start on the, the forgiving, journey. Yeah. Without for, kind of loving yourself to yeah, forgiving yourself and loving yourself first and. Yeah. That's hard enough in itself to some people because they feel like it's selfish, but it's not. And that's what they got to realize. It's not selfish to love yourself, to to make yourself happy. It's the most appropriate thing. Correct. I, I, I'm just coming from a view of what some say and what some feel. Yeah, no, no, that's true. And that that's, is, it's a very <laughs> real thing. And that, yeah, and that's the hard part is it's, you Each know, person has a reality that's correct. unique to them. Correct. Well, I wish we, I wish somehow... That we could get Lance Dubrock's song. Lance, here it is. Lance, tagging it. Yeah, we're gonna. Do, I, I, yeah, we need to tag that song <laughs> somehow on here. Yeah, because that, it's one of the most healing songs. Um, that I've song, ever heard. dude. He played that for me in the hotel room this July second. I was just like, <laughs> "Well, I love you." Stole the show. Way to go, guy. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. It's, that it's, voice, man. I, I remember meeting him at Third Street uh, when we were in Louisiana. And he was getting ready to go up there and sing in front of Billy Don Burns and all these guys, and he's nervous. And I just met him. I turned over. I said, "Man, have you heard yourself sing?" He said, "I said, treat him as like anything else." And it's hard when it's a room full of your peers. He goes, "Man, I do this all the time." He goes, "But you know, you're talking to me, and that's what I love about Lance. I mean, even the best of the best get nervous and get scared, and you know, I was just trying to give him words of wisdom, but I." I couldn't have done it. <laughs> Do you remember sitting out on the porch? It was me and you and Lance. Oh, and Lance Lord. was playing his carbon fiber guitar. Yep. And he, and I he have, did. I have a video. Yeah, you have. A I video? showed it. Oh, I, sh- I have a video. It. So I have a video, and I showed him that in the elevator. I was like, "Hey, man, check this out." And he was like, "Goodness gracious!" Well, it, we got. I do remember it. that night because you got me behind the drums I hadn't played since '09, and oh, that's yeah. like come in in front of all these musicians and play the drums, Peg Leg. Hey, I played bass. My <laughs> played guitar. It was great. It was. It was a lot of fun, but that's 
Matt's always trying to get me back to drums for some reason. I think that's my calling anyway. Look at Jose. Jose's like, no, that's my, my job. Well, um, <laughs> th- th- so the, you know there is something there because Lance looked at me that night and he said uh, he didn't know that I had a carbon fiber guitar and no. you did too at the time. Yeah, and, I missed uh, that. He didn't know that, and he said, uh, I said, oh, you got a carbon fiber guitar, and Lance looked over at me and said, well, I'm a professional musician, <laughs> which cracks me up, but I've used that now, like, I find myself Of course going, you have. <laughs> because, like, well, you know, like, what does it mean? And, I mean, like, we're, we're storming the gates of hell, we're shaking the foundations of this world with our feet in these, in these chords, in these songs or prayers, and how did... I mean, I may not be filling a stadium, but I'm... Fill- I'm not trying I'm, to fill a stadium. I'm, I'm, I'm trying shaking. to reach one person, man. That's it. I'm shaking <laughs> that, the foundations. Uh, that's what I tell people. And so the guitar player, James, for... for uh, yeah, yeah, I know. The James. Beach Billies. So, James. you know, I'm always Ooh. nervous getting up there playing. And he looked at me and he goes, who gives a shit if they like it or not? It's for you and one person will like it. Just one. That's it. And he goes, yourself is number one. But who gives a shit what them people think? And that really helped out because... A lot of us do, especially, at least for me, playing the music. Man, I worry what people think. Well, I want it to be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it's a hard for me because I've always tried to be that people pleaser. Please everybody <laughs> some way or another. It's got me in a lot of trouble in life. Well, but, I was doing the exact, so that you're pleasing. Yeah. I'm doing the exact same opposite side of that yeah. that kind of negative coin. People pleasing on one side <laughs> and comparing yourselves on the other. Yeah. And I was comparing myself to T. We did a show one time with T Bone at the uh, Florida Florabama. And I mean, it was a packed out house in the audience. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played it. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing up there. And I, I remember driving over the I 10 bridge. I called up T Bone. I said, I'm done. He said, What are you crazy? Well, I've, I, hey, I've been there with T Bone too. I said, Man, I just don't know if so I'm right. And T Bone looked at me and goes, Are you stupid? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It has nothing to do with that. You're supposed yeah. to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And he's like, Don't you ever quit songwriting? And that's a lot just to hear not even anybody but even one of your friends say that to you because t-bone even though he's a great songwriter and all that or a musician and in general and even mark Sherrill, i mean just a lot of words of wisdom from these guys yeah i know you know it's amazing and not only that not just because of who they are but just somebody in general but look what it takes (laughs) us to the vet church okay so we talked about the music aspect Mm -hmm. but on a vet church aspect we're doing the same thing because what we've done in Vet Church is we've allowed all kinds of different denominations to come in. Correct. Pastors all over the country with bigger experiences than ours, with huge congregations. Yep. I mean, we only have a couple thousand people in Vet Church. We only have a couple thousand. That's not too bad, guys. Thank you, everybody. That's... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean that in a bad way, but what I mean no. is like we're as, as we've we, grown. We're growing from what we have, and we're still growing. And and, and it's it, amazing. It is amazing. And so what we're doing, like, is we're bringing unity across the board because Correct. we've decided to quit comparing ourselves. We don't look at the Catholics or the Baptists, or and we're not saying, hey, you guys are wrong for having that. No. I mean, it works for you. Yeah. This and is we love all opinions. Like, us. I was here talking about me believing God. That's what we want people to do. Give their opinion. Give their... Yeah. It's not saying you got to believe the way I do or what I don't. Uh, for Vet Church, and, and I forgot who it was, and this was just over the July 4th thing we were at. I don't remember. But he said, you know, the whole idea that church was... Church is not a building for us. It, it's inside here. Church is in here and each person, and that's what we share out. We don't need a building uh to to get together that's what this whole thing is for yeah. um 
And, you know, if some people don't feel comfortable walking into a building, you know, they could, but they could watch here and see. And even if that little bit reaches one person. Well, <laughs> and we're wearing these vet church yep. hats. And I want let, let's talk about, like, I, I hate. It took me a long time to get one. Yeah, well, and these are the new ones, thanks to my uncle. Um, They're nice. They're he, good. He helped us find some really good ones. And so they have, it's got the word heal and um, vet church. Vet Church at the bottom, and then there's Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, and Korea, in the skull. And so you can you can these are um, you can buy all our stuff through I think it's the Eagle's Nest in Niceville. We don't have those hats on there yet. We don't have them yet. We're we're talking with those folks because yeah. they've the, the yeah the turquoise hats are there right now and the yeah. t-shirts. And um, definitely look into them. I've even so I've worn shirts out, and I need to get better about it too. But people ask for them, but. Uh, you guys, these shirts and hats, they help us to help people. Well, uh, and let's talk about like some of what so, we're doing. Yep. What about, so this, last year we did the second, so this was the second time in the National Cathedral. Yep. We did a big concert, and it turned out to be a good, good. size concert. Yep. I was really amazed. But, you know, it's like. My favorite I, part, concert turned to jam session. All right. Somebody made That's a, us. <laughs> and, it, and it was awesome, and um, and it turned out to be. Like the whole audience singing with us, which yeah, well, that's thanks to old Lance, Lance DeBrock. DeBrock just brings. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. We had the pipe guy, the guy from the played the uh, piccolo. I don't Penny think it was whistle. Penny, Penny whistle. whistle. There he showed was. up. He was visiting DC, and I mean, <laughs> he wanted to come Woo. to jam. He, he was on he the Penny see, whistle. That's the thing. Jam Lance, session. He seen it. <laughs> that's it. Lance DeBrock was on the piano, and it was just whoa. It was going, and um, and you know, and the fifty or sixty people that were there were all singing. It was incredible, but. Uh, end, not but end. I I I was just like this, this thing. So we ha- we got the National Cathedral. They've let us use it two years in a row. We're set, getting ready for number three. Yep. Doing a pilgrimage through the cathedral. Before that, though, what was it five days before that? We were just in at the Yep. We all got together for the second the second barbecue for the two hundred first for the two hundred first BSB. Yep. Uh, Chuck Duenas, the Chuck Duenas. Duenas um, hosted it at his place. He hosted the other one too. He set mm-hmm. it up and he helped us to see that it was it, to me. It was really cool. Like I don't know, tell me what you were seeing. But one of the things I saw was here. I am the chaplain. You know, you'll never stuff. get away from it. And yeah, and I'm <laughs> sitting there, and everybody's like, "We'll sell us some hats." And I had a box of hats, and I'm like, "And um, that's business aspect. Here, just take one." <laughs> I'm not real good at the selling aspect. That's why we have stuff online. Now, we'll, but <laughs> as we get the bigger van, you can buy stuff because you'll be able to haul it. We'll have to be able to haul it. That's for sure. And the other thing is, everybody, everybody there was like, "No, no, no! Here's some money for this stuff. You got to keep this going because it costs money to move from point A to point B." But what I love well, about how it the all get kind together, of started. Well, dude, I handed you what I could. This, I remember when Mac came division. Yeah, and that's the way you know you we, and dozens of people. But I think in an aspect, that's what the hats and all this stuff is for, to keep us going, keep yeah. you going, keep us going, especially with this 50 states moral injury. It's going to be a big push for a lot of us. And well, and we uh, need... uh, the unfortunate stuff that Matt and I definitely don't like to talk about is the business, the money aspect to get us from point, boy, point A to point B. Sometimes it's hard. Well, okay, but, uh, for, but first, <laughs> before we get into why we need the money, or the money that we need, yeah. I want to say why we need it. Because we're sitting there at that that uh, soldier's house soldier's house doing this barbecue and, it, and people are coming to this guy's house like you know like 
just showing up because we invited everybody. Well, everybody that we yeah. can think of, and Mickey, and and so, so they're in Chuck Cooks, yep. buddy, and 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 other people are getting ready to do. We're doing. All right, I'm getting hungry, man. We got so so people show up, and it wasn't me helping out. It was I was I the chaplain was watching one soldier take care of another soldier, and a, and a spouse take care of another spouse, and a kid play with another veteran's kid. Oh, your dad was this. You know, you get to hear these stories. And I'm sitting there and I'm observing real care and real help. I'll never forget. I'm not going to say a name because that would be totally inappropriate. But the first one of those we did, somebody said, man, I'm, I've been drinking almost every night. I put my kids to bed and I drink so I can go to sleep. And two other veterans were standing there. Like she was telling somebody else and the other veteran was like, you just said what? And you, you need some help here? And then... And they've come alongside, people are coming alongside each other and helping each other out. And that's, that is sacred. And so what we want to do is have these moral injury conferences. And not just at the conference, like we want to bring in people from the, the CBD cannabis industry um, and the TH. I want, I want the people that know stuff there. And I want people there that know about healing and unpacking the rucksack of all the emotional baggage. Because I believe that each person is responsible for doing it themselves. And, and talk about how do you help? How do you make a safer community for veterans? Mm-hmm. How do we bring all these veteran-owned businesses, thousands and thousands of them across the United States? Let's let's care for one another. Let's. And that's what it is—a big network to care yeah. for each other. You know, whether or not we know each other or not. The two hundred first thing was great, but and throughout some of our military careers, us going and seeing everybody, we they're spread out. We could go anywhere, and then it's growing bigger network, and that's what it's all about—is getting that togetherness. And staying in touch and communication. If one of somebody doesn't hear from one of us, I mean, Matt calls me at least monthly <laughs> just to check in, you yeah. know, and that's that's awesome because some of them, some people don't have anyone. So, well, you saw both, the, you were Air but, Force and Army. Correct. Yep, I was Air Force and Army. So, so like, what's that, um, like, what's that perspective done for you? Because you're a veteran, period. Yep. But you've seen two aspects of two different worlds, like the correct. Armies. They are upside down. Uh, one's night and day. Uh, that helped me to kind of. We have this inner turmoil between forces, like ooh, Air Force, ooh, Army. Some was harder, some was other. Whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, we're all vets, and, and it's it's helped me to kind of even just break the ice with anyone, like. Uh, you know, cause I could joke about one or the other cause I did both and it helped kind of, cause some guys are a lot more closed off. So the fact of having both those worlds and knowing what, what it was like to come up in the air force and how they were taught and treated and how it was come up in the army and taught and treated, uh, it helps just with different, it's helped me get with different personalities, different people. Uh, and, and it just makes it a little bit broader range for me to be able to communicate with them. So, you know, it's just. In an aspect, it's made it easier, you know, and made what easier? Talking to people, okay. like having interchanging. Time. Yeah, you know, just having just general conversation to make them feel like you give a shit, <laughs> uh, or you know, you know. Well, so. you do, and it's hard to relay that. Yeah, um, sometimes it is, but uh, it is hard, and, and but I don't know. Somehow it seems to work. <laughs> it does, and I, I like. I mean, I. That's the. Um, you know, one of the things about Vet Church is we have we have Coast Guard, 
Army, mm-hmm. Navy, Air Force, Marines, Marines, and then we have Marine Reserves, uh, on and on, like yeah. even the National Guard, yeah. the Marines, all yeah. this stuff is together. There were Coast Guard Reserves, and and it's it's incredible to me. Like the, one of the reasons there's Koreas on here. I wish we could have had like we've had people that were you know said to me well like, I was in World War Two. I can't put every country in the world on the small one. Okay? But but we have this the, the huge latest. Group. Those are the latest ones though. Right. Yeah. I you mean, know. <laughs> Well, in late. I mean, how many years have we been in Afghanistan? Since 01. So that's a long time. Yep, sure is. And and it's weird. 20 years ago, I actually enlisted in the Air Force. Actually, now that I think about it. it. 20? 20 years ago. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Anyway. Was it all fun, Justin? (laughs) There were some times. There were some times. We, so we met in uh, 2007, Fort Hood, Texas. Texas, at training. I was sitting on a log. <laughs> My first sergeant walks over to Matt and goes, you might want to go talk to that guy over there. And that's how it all was started. Was Sergeant Moore that introduced first us? First Sergeant Moore. I mean, really Command Sergeant us. Major Moore now. Yeah. He said, uh, <clears throat> Chablin, <laughs> I need you down here. Somebody call, He called me on the phone. So I jumped in my Jeep, drove out in the middle of this. You were on that ridge. Because they were doing dry, uh, those lanes where you drive through mm-hmm. and you do all yep. this live fire stuff. And yep. I think so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought we were out doing on the woods doing. Yeah, we were doing something. We were something doing lanes. Like, I think it was some kind of lanes because we were getting ready to go to Afghanistan. Yep. And, and uh, <laughs> I was I was going through some stuff. <laughs> people to say did. the least. Uh, Matt was our first was Matt basically counseled me. I was in my third marriage. Uh, going through another divorce. Well, we were having issues then, and then uh, my background as a kid, uh, my mother and I, uh, she was a drug addict, and and a lot of things. Uh, anyway, so going through a lot of that stuff, and Matt counseled me through a lot of it, so he's always been there. I would say I journeyed with you. He journeyed, that's good. See, Matt. Matt's always... <laughs> like I said, he'll always be chaplain, but we are. he's been one of my very best friends, and... and like I said, stuck stuck by me through the thick and the thin, and uh, I love him for that. Him and Kate. Well, yeah. you you realize one of the reasons that I approach it that way is because, like the only I, one of the reasons that, I think well, is, is we've known each other since '07. That's over 13 years. I mean, that's a journey. That's not just that is a journey. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, like I just I just went to school for this. Like I felt called to it, yep. and I went and sat down there and learned this, and then I had. You know, the adoption of a chaplain is not like you're not saving everybody. You're no. not a missionary. No. So what are you? And I decided, well, what I am is somebody that journeys with people, and I'm bearing witness to the greatness of their lives. Like, this was your life. I saw you in Afghanistan. Yeah. After the Air Force, and you're coming <laughs> off of this, the other, and you know, a whole bunch of stuff. I got to That's, be there. Yeah. And Matt, like I said, Matt and Kate have been through the thick and the thin. Uh I love Matt for it because sometimes he goes, I don't understand how. He goes, man, a lot of shit happens to you. And I said, right? <laughs> and it's not just you. I mean, I like mean, the whole. An abnormal amount, it <laughs> seems like sometimes. Well, and I think but that's I, why this has happened right here. Correct. Because yes. all uh, over we've seen the same thing going on. All yeah, and time. so we just sat down and decided. I mean, there was the idea, but... Uh, December of two no two uh, December two thousand seventeen I've 
went down. My daughter was graduating high school, and I something called me down to go see Matt down in Pensacola. And uh, Matt was burnt out. He was like, man, I just, I don't think I could do this anymore. And I looked at him, I said, there's no fucking way you're done doing this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at the time, was at a, at a crossroads there, too, about what I was going to do next. And that's what led to us doing our tour. Matt was like, well, man, if you ain't doing nothing in February. We went up to that United Church Christ conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, went up there and. You <laughs> just started playing music. Just what? started playing music. And uh, we took that trip to Cincinnati. Well, and, and it was after that that um, I wound up in the last Honky Talk music. Yeah, uh, we met them guys, and yeah, uh, so it's been it's been a fun path since I went and uh, told Matt that you know there's no way we could quit this, and we'll do whatever it takes. Um, and some days are hard. Uh, I know Matt's questioned what the hell he's doing about a hundred times, and uh, him and Kate just move out of their house, you know, and. And, and and our our homeless vets now join the tribe. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm homeless. Uh, I did the same thing down in Florida. Was living out of the car, so we've been there. And and that's the other thing is we want people to know that maybe not this person or that person has been there, but I guarantee we've got somebody in our tribe that has oh, yeah. and can talk. You know, and that's well, and, it, and it's not like that's the thing, like the churches that we talk about and the groups that we talk about. There, there's almost three things I can almost say. They're all of them. They appreciate what we've yep. tried to do as people. They don't look at us and say we want. We see the. We, they, if they come to me and say, "Well, I see the potential," I know that person right there is not with me at all because <laughs> I want to see who I am. Yeah. Even when I'm jacked up and even when I'm hurting, I want them to see me as valuable. And and so if you see something on my website, something about me talking about somebody or talking about Guns to Hammers or A Hero or Gallant Few or Operation Song or any of these groups, it's because I believe that when I've approached those groups or I've sent somebody to those groups, they saw that person as valuable without any reservation at all. That person's valuable. Now, the action might be wrong. They might be doing some evil stuff. (laughs) You might need a total change. You might need some time out in the corner. You might need whatever it is. (laughs) But but the thing is, the person was valuable. And and the other thing is, they were willing to get in the trenches with us. I'm I'm just not... Like, if you see something on our page... I'm going to do another plug, too, since up in the area I live in. If you live up around the St. Louis area or anything, they got this thing, Six Strings for Heroes, teaches veterans how to play guitars. You worked with them. Talk I do. I do work with them. You're I actually still doing it. So Jefferson Barracks up in South St. Louis, uh, they have a program every Monday night through the sports recreation system, the recreational recreational therapy. Uh, guy, head, head guy's name is John. Uh, but anyway, what they do is every Monday night, they take veterans and they have guitars that are donated and we teach veterans for eight weeks the first four chords uh, of playing a guitar like GCD and E and so if you're in the program it's eight weeks uh, after the third week you get that guitar that's cool yeah um, and are you all affiliated with the guitars for vets or is this it's uh... just they right now just do their their donation thing to them guitars for heroes um, they got, and then there's class up in St. Charles. Can you tag? Yeah, can you I'll tag, tag that in here. Yeah, I'll okay. tag it in there. But uh, and it's a great thing. But they also have like what's called an intermediate jam for them guys that afterwards that come, and it's, you know, you just sit in a room and play with some guys and learn songs and talk about how good that feels. <laughs> well, it, for me, it was definitely different. I've only been playing guitar since what last February. Yep, last February of last year. 
So when I went to the program, it was to learn how to do, I was going to expect to be learning how to play guitar. And the recreational guy goes, so if you play it, and I said, well, I've been playing a little bit. And I played him the song and he goes, you're going to be one of our instructors. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, whoa. So to be able to do that and just watch these vets learn something and give them something to do and watch their mind work. And in the midst of that, I can kind of trade off how songs help save me and then have them kind of get their take on it. And a lot of them guys stick with it, man, and enjoy it. And you see them week after week. And it's kind of funny because if they don't hear from you or you don't see one of your guys, it's another way to kind of reach out, you know, because you build friendships in it. Connectivity. Yeah. Um, so that's been really great to do. Uh, I was living down in Florida, but I just moved back up. So I, I'm getting back in the swing. They just had a graduation a week ago. Uh, so they're getting ready to start their new class. Uh, it's free. Uh, just go up to Jefferson Barracks or your VA in that area and, and ask about it. And yep. they have a whole bunch. They have golf for heroes. They take golfing. They have uh, the JBVA is amazing as far as their recreational therapy, yeah. man. Uh, I, I, and you know me how much I hate VAs. So I no, would say, talk about some good stuff. This is good. Let's talk yeah, about something. Uh, like, I it's mean, not all bad. No. And for me, surprisingly, because I my dislike towards the VA is very high. But this recreational therapy program they have over at JB, uh, Jefferson Barracks, uh, is phenomenal. I mean, they take you kayaking. They've got golfing. Uh, right now, I'm on their softball team. They have a softball tournament coming up in October statewide. Yeah. Uh, for Even for people with disabilities, hey, man, I got to hit the ball, and I don't even have to run. <laughs> uh, you can, though. That thing will let you run. I've they will. But, but you know, hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to let some little kid run for me, and it's for a big deal. For uh, so, But we definitely need more players if there's anybody in that area. Uh, but it's just, again, it, it's – We've got old people, old vets, uh, young vets, guys, girls, all of it. Um, the whole group's being reached. Out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just a wide base out there. And it's this guy, John, he's the rec therapist guy there. The head guy is amazing. Uh, and that's the thing. They're really trying to push a lot of good sports therapy, like recreational Are you therapy. Are female veterans get involved? Yes. Uh, yes. Not a lot. I'll be honest. Not a lot. But they've got stuff there for females like i said golfing they got a bowling alley inside the vet the va there that's incredible yeah that's pretty cool down by the gym it's got a bowling like a six lane bowling alley <laughs> you can just go in bowl it, it's crazy so there that's i've never seen a rec therapy like that and i was at columbia va and uh i've been to quite a few other ones one in pensacola that's been, one of the things you moved over to st louis for was the VA. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well, I was dating someone. Um, <laughs> but I imagine that. You, the dancer, the romancer. What can Smoker, I say? he's a toker. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. That's, oh, that's you, we say, we say that, and I'm single. I, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, but you have children. I, I have four. You're a responsible I, parent. To the, I mean, you went through a divorce. <laughs> like, who in our tribe look... Three. Our, our tribe's full of people that <laughs> went through divorces. And there is. So we'll talk about that. I've been through three divorces. I have four kids. My oldest daughter's uh, in college at Auburn. Where are you going? Yeah, she's going to be a doctor. Uh, my son's getting started in his senior year. He's wanting to go to school to UCLA, UCLA uh, be a dentist. <laughs> uh, and then I've got an 11-year-old and 8-year-old daughter down in Florida. And you always talk to me that you love your children. 
try to stay connected. It's Even hard. Even when you're uh, up and down, you, I mean, like that's one of the things that's made you decide that you were going to get help. You told you'll me. Be, yeah, time. because I, I you mean, loved your children. I did love my children, and it's still a constant struggle. Uh, for like she said, for military vets, I think it's a lot harder on marriages and divorces. Uh, all three of my ex-wives were still military of some sort or married to. So, so that was even worse. So geographically, I've been, you know, separated and it's been hard and it, it, it's hard to deal with. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It, 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 I, I, but I thought it would be. It's hard. Uh, but you're you're not. You're a complete person, Justin. I try to be. There's and there's holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's those holes that make us unique. And it, that's they do. why we've reached out to other people because of the holes. Correct. It yeah. wasn't like you didn't go crawling or a rock. Uh, and you didn't join this group here. Yeah. Even though you and I and every, you know, and so many of us, even just watching it, have thought about joining this group. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, uh, not just joining, but trying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many people. It's. it's I, I tell people this. I There was a time, and if not... There's still times, I think, just like that, that thought, what would it be like? You know, just and it's get out of this whole just, thing. Just be done. And, uh, you know, you got to keep pushing, uh, even when you don't want to. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I love it that you have because I've, my experience of you, like when I experienced Justin Touche, I don't experience a fraud. I experience a guy who's been real. And that's been my experience of you since sitting on that. No. Uh, Log out there in the middle of Fort Hood. Yeah. The back nine or whatever they call it. And you've been there through the mistakes of where things that I thought needed. And, and to some people that hasn't known me as long, they don't see that part. But I've also seen so, you do some beautiful things. Yeah. I've seen you not be afraid to come drum in a chapel, even though the first thing you told me was like, I can't go in there. I said, what the heck are you talking about? Just come in here and play some music. And you did. You came in and you drummed. And then... Boy, we had some great stories from that, too. And then... We were rocking out in the communion play hit the ground. you remember that? I do. <laughs> I, I, we had, can I tell a story? Yeah, you, please. You want me to tell That's why I brought it up. I love okay. this. I love this story. That's so... Guy was rocking out with us. Jalalabad, Afghanistan. Oh. <laughs> um, it was... And it was during the... Uh, it was during October... It was either September or October. I can't remember which... We had got there. Fighting was still going on. It was not easy. Um, we were up and down in the Korngal Valley. If you want to get an, a glimpse of us, begin the movie Restrepo and where everything starts out in movie Restrepo, the first little place they start out of, that's where we were. And the Korngal Valley that year, we fired more. Our brigade fired more ammunition than they did in all of Iraq. Yep. Said they called the most, one of the most dangerous places on earth. We weren't the guys in Restrepo. We were the guys that so we, two um, removed from them. Man, yeah. And then there's there's another movie called Korengal. Yeah. Um, all of this will give you an idea. It was how a shitty place. Dangerous it was. There you and, go. And so we got this little chapel. <laughs> we have a little chapel. Yeah. It's behind that I'd say what twelve by twelve. And if it that. would be packed because for a moment, people could come and sit. In worship, and we had we ran five we had or a, six different services. Yeah, and we had a hundred first guitar player. Can't remember his name. He was a hundred first. He was a whaler though. But he uh, he he was a hard, he was he a rocker. You had me who was a drummer that was a straight '80s rocker. Matt, who's a Pink Floyd Zeppelin 
<laughs> well, and I was struggling. It, Jacqueline, back then, it yeah. was really bad. I mean, I yeah. Um, I the other person we had who played drums was. Uh, I can't remember his name. There was a girl. Bell. Was it Bell? No. I don't know, but she could play. She was in my unit. She's going to be mad if she's watching. Does any of you know? <laughs> I think it's Bell. Uh, she's a jazz player. Yeah. She could play. Yeah. I think it's Bell. Anyway, so. We have this service going on, and, and it turned in more to really a rocking band instead of a worship, like kind of what but you would think. But it, it was moving, and people would come, would come just to hear us play the music because they could sing with it, and it was fun. And I remember Matt always had the so the, the altars. I mean, this place is small, and I'm on an electronic drum set, which is great. <laughs> so there's the communion table, or the I like, can't remember the guy's name that bought that set either because a, a soldier bought that yeah, and home. left it. And so there's the communion plate with all the grape juice in it. And so we're playing this song and it's getting heavy. And all of a sudden the plate just bounces off the table <laughs> and hits the ground. And grape juice goes everywhere. Matt looks at me and I've, I look at Matt and I'm just like freezing because like I feel like I just committed the ultimate sin. And I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and went back to playing and Matt gets done and it, well, we get done with the song, and Matt oh man, goes, well, Jesus is rocking out with us, too, just to make it more comfortable for me. Because you probably seem to look in my eyes like, oh, my God, I just knocked over the communion plate. I'm going to hell well, for you, playing music. <laughs> you know, in, in the Catholic tradition, they, they look at that differently. Yeah. And I'm not Catholic. Well, so. and I didn't know any religion back then. I was just like, well, I'm playing music. Yeah, so, so. It, it was, I thought it was. It was fitting and appropriate. Because it made everybody laugh, and, and it just kind of relaxed the whole night. Well, but that's a fun story from that. Uh, I played music a lot in my life. That's some of the funnest times in the, one of the worst places, believe it or not. Uh, you're incredible. You're an incredible drummer. Well, thank you. Um, I try. <laughs> you don't try, you do. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I do, I guess. <laughs> you're... I, I try to stay humble about it, because there's always somebody better. The future... Uh, the future, okay. yeah. Church. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting hand signals. I don't. But, but, there's there there are people here that we can't <laughs> tell you who they are because they've you know we've got. So some yeah, stuff I guess on. we should. That's probably um, going on. So the future of Vet Church. Well, aren't we becoming a five hundred one C? Are you still doing that? Well, so we are, we are as of a week ago, we incorporated or two weeks. We have to incorporate first. And so that, that was another reason of doing this, starting out with this because next week will be the first. Full concert, 30A, uh, songwriter radio, where we have the heads. There'll be a movie going on in the background that I've made. Um, and the 20-something songs are very much a, a journey. It's a story about our tribe and hope and the and the, the different organizations, the VSOs, the veteran service organizations that have come alongside of us and some of the different churches that have come alongside and said, we're going to help veterans out wherever they're at and however we can we're going to give everything we have to make this a better country and and i like that because when you you know if you you, you get off this church group now or or you if you're listening to the podcast and you pick up most social media you'll find stuff that creates divisiveness that makes you grit your teeth inside that gets you a little bit angry and we're, we're going beyond that we're going to bring these moral injury conferences are going to have some concerts hopefully you get to see Justin Drummond, one of them, maybe. And, uh, <laughs> Very possible. And maybe I'll even play some bass. Yes. And, um, <laughs> nod. 
Primus is not in trouble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do what I well, can. We do um, kind of go there. No um, way. But uh, so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to work. It's our tribe. You know, those helicopters and tanks and all those bombs that are being dropped and the money and the food and everything cost. And so I'm not going to like just half ass it. We can't. No, this is too important. 22 people a day have died. It's time we do something real and we bring in people with real, that are the really in the trenches that are really doing in, 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 and know something about forgiveness and love and unpacking the duffel bag and sitting with a family. Like who, who, who cares for all the, you said you went through three divorces now uh, and you said all your wives were in the military. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. Most of the wives Aren't and in the spouses, spouses that are divorced are not because it's male and female. Correct. And so who cares for them? Well, I'll tell you what, that church cares for them. Yeah. Who cares for their children? Vet Church cares for their children. Mm-hmm. And and if I can do, if we, and, and what you did was, I think you might have been one of the first people that ever stuck money in my hand and said, go see somebody else. And I have. We have mm-hmm. not been irresponsible with that money in any way. No. And we've been accountable. You can look at receipts. And that's why we just moved over to this. So we're making Vet Church, not retiredarmychaplain.com, which is where it kind of goes right now. But we're going to move this thing to a situation where in five years from now, I'm in the back. Yeah. And, um, and we're and, kind of sitting back and, and, and we've got... And other people are doing the same thing. Because there's folks out there all over the country. We I can't do this alone. I'm not... I'm not... Um, He's getting old. I'm, what are you saying? <laughs> he, can't, he can't sleep in a van no more, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I figure we we've got like five more Kate, years Kate, on the road. Kate can't do the van for <laughs> ten years, guys. Doc's had enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's where it's at. Is you know you're gonna it's gonna take all of us and, and it, what people need to or what we're trying to say is that it's you know it's got to spread and we make it bigger and better and and have other people like part of me going to thinking about seminary girls be able to be what matt's doing except for now i don't have to be on his ass anymore the the self-designated chaplain's assistant breaks off on his own kind of like what matt did believe it or not <laughs> you know he was did that's your story you started out as a chaplain assistant became a chaplain well mm-hmm. that's kind of i kind of self-appointed myself when me and matt started this he used to go around telling people that but i wanted to be such a big part of it and realized looking back that maybe i was and now maybe. i can be like <laughs> Um, okay, I was Matt. You uh, are. Uh, you are. Anyways, you currently are. Interrupting me again. Anyways, so we could spread out and and give relief because it can't be just one person. And but there has to be a functionality business mind type behind it too, though. That's to, true. Uh, uh, we have to be able to function. So I think that's why. And Matt was against. <laughs> Matt's non corporate about it, anything. <laughs> no, I really have fought it. And... Yeah, and he has. Uh, and but at the end of the day. I think the decision made was a good one for us and everybody else to come to be. Well, and I love it that, like, Anudata, yep. who served with us in the two of first, she's in D.C. We have a a huge uh, a relationship with a, a man with a huge firm, an accountant there. Yeah. Colonel White, who... Everybody be scared of that man. Pushed me Just to, like... <laughs> but Colonel White pushed me to the idea that, like, the most important thing is this. It is. It's the relationship. And, and go out to people's houses. Correct. And so that's that's where we're at with it. And what a lot of people didn't know is that 
we were funding a lot of it yeah. ourselves. And we have. And, uh, you know. and it, 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 I guess our biggest fear is that one time we might not be able to make it out to there. And we don't want that. That's what we're trying to not have. Well, and by bringing in, like, Colonel White and all these guys getting back involved yep. and getting them on, you know, mm-hmm. what will happen is that um, we even have a videographer. And uh, yep, he's sure not do. to be determined yet, but hopefully the first full feature vet church thing will be done by Veterans Day. That's what we're hoping for. Um, cool. Veterans Day. That's November, right? Yeah. November 11th, but Yeah. And um, so... <laughs> You know, when you have a day for yourself. Uh, <laughs> right. Mine's coming hey, in today. It's my birthday. I'm a homeless <laughs> veteran. Oh, Lord. In he's going to eat this up. <laughs> don't don't let him eat this up. <laughs> Give him shit. By the way, his van's for sale. <laughs> That's true. We need to sell a little mini. Yep. Uh, Dude, I, I got the stuff back today. Yep. We're going to take a little bath on that. But it's the price <laughs> of doing yeah. business. And we're uh, doing something worth doing. That's yeah, it. and that's and that's where what we're doing. We're working with what we have, people, and we appreciate everybody and, and the support and 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 sharing and What's reach the... out to us. Reach out to us if you know something or want to do one of these interviews, and you know maybe we'll get more than just Matt out there doing it. That's kind I, of our hope. I hope so. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's that's until this this right here. In I, other words, I, I, I need like to start doing... gearing up, people. But, uh, but you see, like the shaking legs. And the, uh, like, dude, I'm doing, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it, it can be somebody else too. I don't have to be the only one doing well, it. Well, no, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Well, well, this, that, but yeah. You see me. This little thing right here, like what you're looking at with a couple of mics, we're talking six, seven hundred dollars worth of stuff, and we have people. We have graphic designers who are veterans involved in this stuff. We could do it and send it to them, and they could process it. And, yeah. And. Yeah, that's the goal. That's where yeah. we're going with this. Is that there's there's too much for one person to do. There's no ego involved. Like I but do Matt's have got to learn to share the responsibility. That's it. Well, I have a medical marijuana <laughs> card, and, a, and, I, and my brother has a place in Florida, and I'd like to go enjoy all of that. Yeah, a little bit. Well, but you can't when you're on a rope. But the other thing is, we do have a mission. We do. There's 22 days. I mean, you think about this. Like, I put all these colors in here. Because of the creativity, you know, and the, and the 22 a day, like, I can't get over it. I'm not over it. <clears throat> I'm not going to be over it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shut up. You know, I, I love Johnny Cash's song. He says, I'm going to wear black until something changes. No. And I'm going to keep going until something changes. Because for, for somebody to raise their hand and say, I swear I, and I can't remember it all right now. I'm drawing a blank. It would have been real dramatic <laughs> if I could remember the whole oath of office. But I can't. But to do the oath of office, and I did it as an enlisted person, and I did it as an officer, and I did it as a chaplain candidate, and to say the oath of office and raise your hand and enter into this blank state where as a, as a, every single veteran has done this, they said to America, you guys go vote. And whoever wins or loses, whoever wins the voting game, whatever all politics are. We'll just do whatever y'all tell us to do. And veterans have done this over and over and over again. And they've come home and divorce rates up, suicide rates high. Stupid, huh? And, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, and, and there's good things going on too. We have tons of veteran-owned businesses. We have 
people that are helping each other out. We have people that are doing stuff like golf, bowling. Mm -hmm. Why isn't every VA, what you're talking about makes me want to go to this VA. <laughs> Why isn't every VA like that? Why are there long lines? Why are they understaffed? Good. I don't know. But it's, but it, but we're going to yeah. make a difference for ourselves at least because I'm not going to sit around and go, woe is me. Screw that crap. And, and I do believe in a God who's real. I believe in a God who cares for people on a level when at the end of the day, and they're sitting there and they're feeling hopeless and they're, they're in the shit. You know, um, Paul said, yeah, I had to do Greek for five semesters. And Paul said, all your righteousness is shit. Scubala is the, is the word in Greek. And you think about that. It's, it's you take this fine piece of cheesecake you can photo it, and it looks beautiful, and you eat that stuff, and it turns in, the, the energy gets used by your body. And, and I was waste, getting hungry until you just said, I'm just going to make it shit again. And the waste comes out. <laughs> and when somebody's sitting there, somebody that has stood up and said, I'll serve this nation, I'll give everything I have, and they've come to the end where they feel like all the nutrition has been pulled out of them, and all the value has been done, and they feel used up. That's some stop. We're going to stop that. I mean, I can't stop it for everybody. I can't stop it for anybody. But I can what come alongside and say, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. If I can play you a song, I'm going to play you a song. If I can help get 500 I... people like Lance Dubrock to come play some songs, we're going to do it. Yeah, as long as it reaches one. Let us, as long as you're willing to hear our story or, or any of that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the whole thing. Um, Building yep. the network. Anything good. else? Good to see everybody. <laughs> it's good to be seen. <laughs> uh, hey, there he is. I didn't know you were going to pop in or not. <laughs> so, say hey. I'm the acting producer here. <laughs> so, uh, y'all, mm -hmm. you got to know that, like, the first time, uh, the only mm -hmm. thing that would make this night better is if Jason Davis was sitting with us. <laughs> because we got into that big argument, and then a year later, Jason told me, that the next day he was going to kill himself. That was the idea. Yep. He was. He had flown back to go to like something or other. To his daughter's graduation. Was it? And then he was going to kill himself. And, and the night you came to my house, then we went to his house the next day, <laughs> you asked me, how do you heal? And I said, we talk. And, and we've been talking. And you've, you, I mean, like, we, you know. I'm, I'm your biggest cheerleader. You're not a cheerleader. You're, you're doing all this filming and all this other stuff. You filmed this at the National Cathedral this year. I did, I did. And uh, I can't so, wait to see. So a part of my master's thesis coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. <laughs> hey, and, and this is like... And he keeps calling me father, so I mean, there's got to be at least two of us. I, I, guess. I, I feel like I'm the next in line. You're a preacher. I'm a preacher. Yeah. Well, you've, you see, both you two were... In the Air Force and yeah. in the Army. <laughs> We were actually in Toledo. We were in Iraq at the same place, too. Yeah. At the same time. You guys were in Toledo? Yep. Yeah. We were in Me Toledo. Too. <laughs> I was there. What the hell? I'm telling you. I was there in March of 03. I was there in March of 03 to March of 03 to August of 03 in Toledo. Hey, so uh, for Toledo, y'all wanted to. Rocks, this so high. Yeah. And uh, so, but to give you an idea, okay, so there's this place uh, called the Ur of Chaldee where Abraham. You go back and look at the story of Abraham. It's in Genesis. In Genesis. Think chapter 11. There's this huge place right there, and we all saw it every morning when we woke up. Because it's just, it's called a... Uh, a ziggurat. A ziggurat. 
I didn't know none of this back then. I just I woke up and went to work. I went there. I went there. Yeah. They wouldn't let us go to the ziggurat because I was there when they were shut we were down. In war. And so they're trying to minimize who got shot. Uh, that's what happens in war, yeah. Matt. No. <laughs> when I was there, it was the beginning. Yeah. I was there in 03. There was, there was no command. Don't Nothing. We did whatever we wanted. We went through the burn. I, really I went through the burn. I went through the burn with the first Marines. I went a Marine, but I went through with them. Woo. That was hey, fun. You know what? It was Marines that pushed me to start playing music for us. The first guy that sent me guitar, and I think that might have come from Guitar for Vets. He was giving it and, wow. it, and he sent it to me and said, "Start playing." And then I came and saw you guys. And after that, and well, I you'd was, already been playing though for yeah, but I, no, no, I hadn't done any. Y'all were the first vets I'd seen. But not from oh. this path. No, not oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to like we number know, one. I wanted to be cool. <laughs> it was cool, man. It was fun. It's now awesome like it, to play now, music, man. Everybody now, should yeah, do it. Exactly. That's what I tried to do. I was an open mic jockey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we played down there in Texas. Matt tried to put me on the stage and I didn't I wasn't singing. It was too cold to sing, man. I couldn't even you remember that? I, do, man. <laughs> I could man to man, I'm done. I drove I'm, the whole band. Hey, that's another thing. So Becky Welch yep. does a run. Um, in honor of her husband who died um, in Afghanistan with whoever went back the second time yeah, uh, out of that. Fort Knox, out of 3-1. Yeah, yeah out of Knox. And, um, I was gone. He gone. And so in 2020, we're trying to, we'd like to have hundreds of y'all join us. Um, it's fun, too. It's really fun. It's really fun. I've wow. played that show last three years. Now, my band played the last two years with me, but last year I played by myself, and I'll yeah, probably play by myself next year. He's a chunk. I went by himself. But, uh, but y'all rainy. all show up. No, that was two years ago. It was cold and rainy, man. No, yeah. Well, it was cold last year. Oh, was, was it? Wiley, Texas. Was beautiful. Yeah, I know. That was the first one. Yeah, that was perfect. You drove eight hours for that thing. I got to fit. Twelve. Twelve. I, got, yeah, two hours. I remember that band practice I drove. I came down for band practice <laughs> before we went there. That was funny. We uh, did. You did too, man. Yeah, we have we have a lot of fun. We drive a lot. Well, anyway, so thank y'all for showing up and and checking this, this whole thing out. And it'll be uh, let me see what we got here. Hour and thirty three. So this will be two oh, podcasts. Um, I enjoyed it. Anything? Vers- anything else you want to say? This was you know, <laughs> it's kind of like we talked about a lot of stuff. Because we we did. We did. Uh, well, I mean, it was good for us just to show people, I think, where we kind of came from, how it all started, where it's going. Uh, and you. And you me, I guess, yeah. I don't so get, I don't talk much on these camera things. So it was uh, kind of big for us, for where we're going, for me to kind of be the first one to come in and do this. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last year. Um, I'm one of them guys that I'll talk about all the things that have happened, but I'm not too good at doing it behind cameras, so. Well, I, I'm glad that we came in at the beginning of a new era. era. Yeah, because this is the uh, this is the first time Vet Church is actually a corporation, um, and we're 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 on the beginning of like these. <clears throat> if you think about this, you might you might think to yourself, "Well, it's just one guy being crazy," but it's not. No, you're going to start tons seeing of us here, and there's going to start being more. You're going to start seeing more of us, be like more and more you know, Matt. Stuff. Yeah, and where we come in separately to do live feeds and stuff like that. And and, and just so everybody knows, because I want to be upfront and honest, like I've been the whole time. I think we need five million dollars for next year. That's what I want to raise in in uh, 2020 to begin the moral injury conferences in every state in the union. That's 50 I just states. heard that number. That's 50 states. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you guys <laughs> We can't necessarily do all of it next year. Yeah, but I, no, I, but but I want to try to raise it. That's my goal. So I got goals, okay? So what do you all think it tank? What do you think one blade of a helicopter costs? Well, I know some of those figures. <laughs> so you get online and look it up, and I'm not out of my mind. I want $5 million, and I want churches to come together, <laughs> and I want organizations to come together. And there's... There's like there's a board of elders who directing the um, religious side of things, and there's a board of people who are directing the operations of this deal, and then there's a whole group of other people who are going to fit in, and we're going to go out to a degree. We were even talking today with somebody. We're going to get into a relationship with some uh, re uh, not the word rehab treatment, treatment centers treatment. because there's so much that needs to be taken care of, and people want to get help. And I'm telling you what, true help costs something. And on the other side of that cost is always, and I mean always, real love always has accountability. 100% accountability. And so we're going to see that happen. And we're going to do it. And, and not just because I dreamt it up, because it's not just one crazy ass guy. <laughs> it's all of us. And there's a whole tribe of people. We all crazy. Don't me. worry. And if it's just me speaking for the 22 a day, then let me be the voice. Because I will stand here and say that they have something to offer. And it's in, in, in just drugging veterans up or saying that, like, well, you got to go find some help or stand in line. That's bullshit. And that's not a God who believes in care and love. And the God I believe in isn't short of cash. And the God I believe in isn't caught up in a denominational name on a sign. The God I believe in cares for people on the level that they're at, where they're at, who they are. And so, and so we're going for this. We are. Okay. Come on with it. Yeah, man. All hey, right. Thanks for doing Love this. Love y'all. Love you, brother. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.